Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast with your hosts, Mame and Kwame. Hi everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Mm-hmm. We hope you're having a great start to the year. I mean, we have. It's mm-hmm. been good, except that the weather is sometimes... Yeah. Today is really cold. Yeah, Kwame never feels cold, but I I feel (laughs) cold all the time. So it's really hard for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's good. We get sunshine. So that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 Um, If it's your first time joining us, a hearty welcome to you. And we hope you stay with us for the long haul. And for our regular listeners, thanks for joining us on today's episode as well. Mm -hmm. How is your day going, Kwame? Well, Mm -hmm. I'm just that I'm feeling a bit sleepy. Yeah, because I woke up you woke up. What time? Around five. There. Why, Kwame? It's a weekend. I think it's just a habit that I've built um, over the years. years. Yeah. So strange, because for me, I have a routine for the weekdays, and when it's weekend, I don't have any routine. Like I can sleep anytime, I'm wake up anytime. My life away. Of course, mm. why not? That's mommy. <laughs> yeah, when it's weekend, like today, I think I woke up like nine. Yeah, weekdays I won't have that. So when it's weekends, I want to give myself that <laughs> good treat. feeling. Yeah, mm. you deserve it. You work so hard. You have to sleep. Mm. So try and sleep, Kwame. I will try and sleep. It's very important. Yes, madam. Okay, so that was our hello and welcome message. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to answer a question from one of our listeners, Rita. Rita. So she asked, "I have been having constant headaches and sore throats since winter started." I know mommy has mentioned that she also has stuff like that. What do you do, mommy, to feel better? Okay, so what do I do? I always have sore throat. Even be, today? Yeah, even today. Be it winter or summer, I always have sore throat. Mm. I don't know why, but it, it's always like that for me. And when it's like that, what I do is to drink warm water. Mm. Or sometimes I eat ginger. Like I just peel the ginger and I chew it. It's really hot and like <laughs> sometimes you feel it in your ears, like it's so hot, but it helps me with my sore throat. Mm-hmm. I know people also say you can have ginger tea. Mm-hmm. So you peel the ginger, you slice it up, you boil it in water and then you drink. And mm-hmm. that's maybe much better mm-hmm. than to just chew it. But I like to chew it because mm-hmm. my sore throats are really bad. Anything to cure it, I want to do it, you mm-hmm. know. But now I've just stuck to eating lozenges. It could be strepsils or we have howls. Mm-hmm. And there's this other one that I buy from Lidl now because uh, it lasts longer in my mouth. I mm-hmm. prefer that one. It could be um, the one I have from Lidl is eucalyptus and menthol. They have some that's even strawberry and mm-hmm. other really nice taste, honey and all that, and lemon, which you can take. And, and that's easier for me because then I don't have to peel the ginger or anything and the ginger as well when i finish eating it my mouth smells really bad yes yeah Kwame yes. told me he's like yes. no mommy your mouth smells really bad <laughs> so i don't eat that anymore so the lozenges it helps me for my sore throat and then the warm water most importantly because i remember recently i had to run to catch the bus and then when i came home i was really coughing like really bad and then Kwame, you just boiled water for me. I drank it in like 20 minutes later, I was fine. It was magic. It, it worked like magic. So yeah. that works for me. Mm. And then the headaches. I know when I don't take my vitamin D mm-hmm. during winter, mm-hmm. I have headaches. Yeah. I think a couple of weeks as well. I forgot to take my vitamin D. I woke up one morning and I was really complaining of a headache. And Kwame was like, yeah, yesterday you didn't take your vitamin D. And then I took it immediately and I think it got better. So if I don't take that, it hurts. And also if I don't cover my head properly during winter, so if I don't use like the winter cap, then I get headaches. So we actually wait for a reason because Mm -hmm. your head gets really cold. And for me, my ears freeze really quickly. So if I cover my head, then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So Rita, maybe if you do these things, it could help you. But of course, we are not health professionals. So if you try maybe the warm water, the lozenges and the sore throat is not going. Or maybe you're still using your winter cap and you're still having the headaches, then you should go to the hospital. I think it's important that you get like a professional 
help mm -hmm. with that. They can assess maybe something else that's even happening. Mm -hmm. And then you could get the right care that your body requires. So I hope that helps. And we hope you recover soon. Yeah, we hope you recover soon. But yeah, to our other listeners, if you have any question, send it to us on our Instagram page, DOA underscore immigrant. Or you can just search for Diaries of an Immigrant Podcast on Instagram and you find us. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, to today's episode now, right? Mm -hmm. We'll be talking about the issue of mental health. Yeah. And um, for me, I believe that as Africans, it's important for us to talk about the issue of mental health unabated and um, rightfully so. And that's because our continent is ridden with a lot of poverty, infectious diseases, unemployment, maternal and child mortality, conflict, among others. Mm -hmm. And it's completely baffling that we sweep uh, the issues of mental health beneath the carpet and expect that everybody should be normal mm -hmm. in environment or societies, you know, like that. And for me, I believe that we even shy away from such topics as well because we are completely ignorant about this topic. And for some weird reasons too, we've decided to associate the issue of mental health with spirituality. Mm -hmm. So when someone is going through mental health issues, we either bundle them and take them to the church or even to um, a herbalist where mm -hmm. they are giving some concoction, you know, to drink and stuff like that. It's important that we address this kind of issues in a right way mm -hmm. by allowing the professionals to, you know, deal with them. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I'll be the first to admit that I used to be ignorant as well about the issues of mental health. Uh, before I met you, mommy, I used to have my own perception about people who had uh, mental health issues. I used to think that um, such people are running away from consequences um, of uh, yeah. their actions. So I used to think that maybe they want to just absorb themselves from the guilt or the shame that may arise from their you know, actions or inactions. But of course, um, when I met you, you told or gave me a lot of insight about the issues of, you know, mental health. And now I understand, you know, better. So I hope for our listeners as well, for today's episode, they are able to get a thing or two and gain, you know, um, proper understanding with regards to the issues of, you know, mental health uh, from, you know, this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know that this is a topic that has been in our societies up for discussion over the last few years has been a very growing topic mm -hmm. people are opening up these days about their mental health problems mm -hmm. the struggles they're having so it's becoming more and more common but i feel like we still need to talk about it we still need to educate people people still need to have that understanding so we can take away the stigma that we exactly. associate with mental health yep. And so we don't have to shy away from this topic and mm -hmm. we have to take our mental health seriously. seriously yeah. yeah. So there's statistics which show that mental health is mental health disorders is really common in our societies today. Mm -hmm. And that it's estimated that one person in every ten people live with some sort of mental health disorder. So That's if you take serious, yeah. if you take ten people, mm. one person out of that worldwide mm -hmm. has some mental health disorder. And that's really serious, yep. you know, more reason why we have to talk about it. Um, we all have mental health issues. We all do. We may have episodes here and there, it whether we happen, know it or not. It might happen and we are unaware of it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean... It didn't happen. Exactly. It did happen. And I know personally, we've had our own fair share of I have, experiences yeah. here. Mm -hmm. there, there was this time that, of course, I was experiencing heart palpitations a lot. Mm -hmm. I went to the hospital. They said... There's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. That's because they checked me, ECG. Yeah, they did all the physical tests, your exactly. cholesterol, um, I think blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Everything was okay. They, said they were like, looking wrong. at these tests, it's like you're perfect. Yeah. But you were having problems. That's because um, right after graduation, in my subconscious, I was actually thinking about how to get a job and whether or not I could fit or survive in a system or society like this mm -hmm. and i didn't know about it you mm -hmm. know, yeah. yeah so kwame was really worried he, he wasn't sleeping well um i remember you were always like um 
should I say you get panicked like yeah. if I drop something then your heart yeah. will skip a beat if I'm cutting even vegetables and the knife hits the chopping board Kwame is like why did you do that when, if when, I close that door too hard he's yeah. like why did you do when that when I'm on a just panic. about yeah. a certain reaction then I panic yeah yeah, yeah. and and that was an episode you had mm. and I know even before you moved from Ghana to Sweden as well you I couldn't sleep yeah. your heart was beating really fast because of that uncertainty exactly yeah, yeah. and that's one thing that the human mind or the human brain doesn't like uncertainty because mm. it, it's always supposed to be predictive that's what the brain does to predict things and behaviors for you so when you are unaware of what's ahead of you and you cannot make that prediction the brain hates it mm. yeah so then you have these physical and um, psychological consequences mm. yeah so Kwame has had his fair share. Mm-hmm. I've also had my fair share of feeling unusually lonely, like really, really low. Even and though that made were, you sad? Yeah, and sad. Mm-hmm. Even though people were around me, I felt like I didn't have anyone. Mm-hmm. So we've all had our experiences with mental health disorders or episodes of that. And so with how common it is for us to experience these mental health issues, and in Africa as well, based on our struggles within the society, like you said earlier, the poverty, the unemployment, the maternal and infant mortality and all that, the stigma that is around mental health, it's just, it's a bit absurd mm-hmm. because we all have our episodes. We've all had mental health illnesses mm-hmm. or issues one way or the other. So for us to associate stigma with it is is a bit contradictory for me Mm. because we've all been through this so if you are stigmatizing someone else it's the same it's it's just like you stigmatizing yourself which kind of makes no sense Mm. so this is why we need to regularize the communication or the the information around mental health for all of us to understand what it is so we can treat people a lot more kindly Mm -hmm. yeah okay so we know that the topic of mental health is a really broad one with a lot of facets and aspects to it. It could center around topics like well-being, resilience, parenting, um, drug and alcohol usage, and of course, disorders of mental health. Mm-hmm. In today's episode, we are only going to focus on the disorders of mental health. And with the disorders, they are in two categories. We have the severe mental health disorders and then we have the moderate to mild mental health disorders so the severe ones could be like schizophrenia i know some of you might have had some of these disorders before schizophrenia bipolar disorder um neurodevelopmental disorders like autism and the others ptsd or ocd or even um psychosis you might Mm. have heard of these ones but we are going to talk about the moderate to um, mild disorders such as depression and anxiety Mm. and these are the two most common disorders that we hear in society these days there's been lots of celebrities and even normal people who have come out to share their experiences with battling depression and anxiety so we are going to talk about these two today and before we even start this discussion, we don't want you to go about diagnosing yourself or diagnosing others with certain disorders based on the things we talk about today, based mm. on the discussion we have in today's episode. Because there is more to diagnosing. As professionals, there are a lot more that we have to do in order to diagnose someone with a mental health disorder. And you, as a listener, may not have all these um, information at hand so don't go about diagnosing yourself or labeling people as having this or having that um, let the professionals handle that part but it's important that we have some prior knowledge mm-hmm. on some of these disorders for you to even feel like you need to talk to a professional or to even or understand you to, it as yeah well. to understand or even maybe to suggest to someone i think you need to talk to a professional mm. it's important that we know what some of these things are so don't go about labeling yourself putting yourself in some brackets don't go diagnosing anyone i know that's something that i tend to do all the time with me yeah even with Kwame, yeah, i tend to mommy thinks like, i'm clean so then i have ocd yeah I mean, you don't have, yeah. but I just say those things to pick on you. 
And then okay. we laugh about it because okay. I know you are going to come up with an argument okay. when I do that, <laughs> which is nice. So, yeah. Okay. And because we also don't want people to go judging themselves or labeling themselves with some disorders. I know for today's episode, I really didn't want to go into definitions and giving like a signs or symptoms or characteristics you should look out for. I didn't want to do that because mm-hmm. I didn't want people going about and diagnosing people, mm-hmm. you know, but we thought through it and we're like, okay, let's give this disclaimer and then we can go on with the discussion. Okay. So what is anxiety? In psychology, we call something general, general anxiety disorder, which is characterized by persistent feelings of danger, worry, fear, and stress that interferes with one's everyday life. And the physical signs may include difficulty in breathing, chest tightness, muscular tension, problems with sleeping, and problems with eating. And these are some of the signs you are likely to see in someone who has anxiety disorders. And also, what is depression? Depression is a low, sad state marked by a significant level of sadness, lack of energy, low self-worth, guilt, and feelings of despair. Mm. So if someone has depression, you're also likely to see some of these um, symptoms or signs in them. Okay. So now that we have gotten the definitions out of the way, what are some of the causes of mental health disorders? The first one that we'll talk about is genes Mm -hmm. or genetic factors or biological factors, however you want to call it. But there are some people who are born with a genetic predisposition to having some mental health disorders. So for example, you grew up in a family where maybe your parents were diagnosed with some mental health disorders, there is a likelihood and a a greater one that you are also going to get some of these mental health disorders. And there's been a lot of studies to prove this. Mm -hmm. And also in siblings, if you have a sibling who has some mental health disorders, there's a likelihood that you are going to get some of these mental health disorders as well. Mm -hmm. And most commonly in twins, identical twins. If you have an identical twins, twin who has a specific mental health disorder, there is a likelihood, like a greater chance that you would also develop mental health disorders. So some of these ones, it has nothing to do with you, but it's just the family in which you were born into that predisposes you to some of these mental health disorders. For example, I know one like depression, anxiety, um, bipolar, um, schizophrenia, psychosis, even eating disorders and even suicidal behaviors are all genetic. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the causes of that. The next thing as well that could cause mental health disorders in an individual is stressful events. And these stressful events could be like childhood trauma. So as a child, if you experienced anything like abuse or neglect, where maybe you were left for hours crying before a parent paid attention to you or they never paid attention to you if you were hungry. Or they used to beat you a lot. Yeah, or abuse, like physical abuse, where yeah. they beat you a lot. They hide you in, a, in like a wardrobe somewhere, and they tell you to shut up, they, and they starved. shout at you. They starve you. They don't give you food when you need. Or if you're even sexually abused as a child, mm-hmm. these are likely to have like... Repercussions. Yeah, repercussions on your mental health as you grow. Yeah, so these are some of the things that could cause mental health disorders. Also, when you lose a loved one through death or an accident or however it happened, it's likely to cause mental health disorders in you mm-hmm. or issues for you later on in life. I know, Kwame, you've had some experience like that when your mother passed. Yeah, of course. Uh, when my mom passed, I was so, so devastated because she was everything to me. So when I'm counting my lowest moment in life, mm-hmm. I think on my scale of preference, that would be... The first, the first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember we took my mother to the hospital on a Saturday mm-hmm. and um, we stayed throughout the night. So it was Sunday morning. So my dad had to go home to freshen up and come back. Mm-hmm. So I was at the hospital and um, I recall the doctors kept sending me on an errand to go get one medication after the other. And each time I go to the uh, pharmacy as well, I realized that the medicines were unavailable. So mm-hmm. I come back and then they send me again. Mm-hmm. But there was this time that I came back and then I realized that her area, I mean the 
part that my mother was sleeping at the hospital, at the hospital had been corded off. Mm-hmm. So I knew there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. I went in there and then I felt her temperature and then I realized she was cold. Mm-hmm. So I realized, no, something was happening, like, yeah. you know. And the doctors actually asked me to step out. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then I think after 15 minutes, they came back and one of them pulled me to his office and said, unfortunately, they tried everything, but they've lost uh, my mother. Mm-hmm. And it was so devastating. I remember when I heard that or when he told me that I went back to the ward I just staring at my mom because there's somebody that I've spoken to on a Thursday and mm-hmm. then Sunday she was gone. Mm-hmm. So um, I stepped out of the hospital. For those who are familiar with Accra, I was at the, or we were at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. So I stepped out of the ward, started walking towards the exit of mm-hmm. the hospital, stepped out of the hospital and then was just walking. Just on the streets, just... Yeah, I was just walking, you Mm -hmm. know. And prior to that, I had spoken to two of my friends. So they said they were going to come to the hospital after church. So apparently they were in a taxi coming and they saw me. And they said they were shouting, screaming, calling my name. But I didn't hear anything. And so all I felt was someone had tapped me on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then I turned and I saw them. And then they they were like, what's wrong? They've been calling me. I'm like... I didn't hear anything. And then they were like, where am I going to? And they were coming to the hospital. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to. They were like, okay, so how's my mom? I'm like, she passed. And they were like, so why am I not at the hospital? I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, felt like I needed to breathe, sort of. So that's why I stepped out. But I'm just moving. And for me, I can just imagine if they hadn't, you know, um, seen me that day and maybe, maybe touched me as well. I don't know what would have happened to me. Yeah, I think at that, at that point that you had reached, if someone hadn't brought you back to consciousness, that might have been like a A trigger. Yeah. Serious thing for Mm -hmm. you, you know, that might not be really serious. So we thank them that they they appeared the time that they did. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is how some stressful events can actually cause you to reach a place that you may never even find a way back. You know, mm-hmm. that's how serious it can be. Yeah. So, and also another stressful event could be like a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a relationship with someone, you felt like this is the person that was my everything. This was my future. And all of a sudden the relationship ends. It could get you to places that you never felt you could reach. It could engage in self-doubt and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, judge yourself and feel like you're worthless. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve it and mm-hmm. things like that. I remember when I was in University of Ghana, we had some, um, should I call it internships or something we could do? Steady visits. Yeah, steady visits. Mm -hmm. But we used to go regularly to the Accra Psychiatric um, Hospital. And we went to this ward once where there was a guy. He was a former student of uh, UCC, the University of Cape Coast. Mm -hmm. And he had a girlfriend. They said they were very cool, having a nice time together. But I think the girl cheated and mm. said she didn't want him anymore and he couldn't handle it. Mm. And that made him come to the psychiatric hospital. That brought him there. And he was really having an, a hard time, really, really hard time. And I remember they said there was the girl he was dating back then was like this fair girl. And they okay. gave the you know, description of her. He could talk about her all day. Mm. Like, that's all he wants to talk about. Mm. And we had one girl in our team from my class who was also fair and looked like his ex. So that was a trigger for him. As soon as he sees this classmate of mine, he just becomes very wild. And so we had to now take my friend to another ward so he doesn't have to interact with her. Yeah. So for some people, they may take it in a really different way. And yeah, and it could cause mental health disorders mm-hmm. for them. So mm-hmm. that's those are some of the causes. Mm-hmm. Another thing that could cause mental health disorder for mm-hmm. people are the social, cultural, economic, political, and environmental factors. So we'll take each one of them individually. Sure. The social factors. There are some societal timelines that have been placed on us, especially as women, like at maybe 20 you should have a boyfriend at maybe 25 you should be married at 27 you should have kids and if you're 30 and you're not married or you don't have kids or you don't have kids and the questions start coming when are you getting married when are you getting married when are you having kids and that could be so stressful some for some people that Mm -hmm. they cannot handle it Mm -hmm. and that could cause feelings of like 
not being worth it, nobody can love me, and that can lead to a really dark place. Sure. Yeah. So those are some of the social um, factors. factors that can cause mental health disorders. For the cultural aspects as well, I know in our tradition, there are some burial rites mm-hmm. that can cause like severe mental health disorders in people. I remember when I was like 15 years or so, I knew this guy. He used to work for my dad. We used to call him auntie and he had his he had uncle and he had his girlfriend. We used to call her auntie. You know, I don't even remember their names. I was uncle and auntie. Mm. And I know he wasn't married to her, but they were living together as partners. And she was pregnant for him. So when she was going to deliver, she lost her life and she lost the child as well. And the family got to know of this because we know when she passes, you now have to contact the family for them to bury her. And this was the time that the family said, okay, you were living with our daughter. You were not married to her. So now you have to marry her Mm. when she was dead. So he had to marry the cops, like have marriage rights, put a ring on her finger. And this mess you up. Yeah. And they were like, okay, when you marry, what do you do? You have to live with a partner. You have to sleep in the same bed. So they made him sleep in the same bed with the cops for like a day overnight. And imagine if you are pushed through a, a scenario like that. Like you, you, you are likely not to ever come back to normalcy. Of course. You, you wouldn't recover from such a, a, a traumatic event. You of know. Course. So these are some of the cultural um, rights or practices we also have. That is going to cause a psychological disorder for someone. Yeah, so talking about the things that we had to also go through mm-hmm. um, at skate, I, I remember growing up, there used to be this scenario that used to play out in our, in our society. Schools, yeah. And um, up until now, I don't understand the relevance of okay. it. You know? And an example is growing up, we used to have this figurative image called Madame High Hill or something. Mm-hmm. And then they say that it's a woman who is always in high heels, mm. who would always wear red yeah. clothes with red a, lipstick. Exactly. And I think even that shoe she was wearing was uh, red. Exactly. Yeah. And Kumasi, we used to call this Madame Mook. Okay. And then when I came to live in Tema, I heard it was called Madame High Hill. Mm. Yeah. And um, that woman would appear in schools and kill or students. harm students. Yeah. And because of that, um, a lot of us couldn't stay on after school to read or even engage in some extracurricular mm-hmm. activities because mm-hmm. you are scared. That what if this person, you know, comes in to attack me or to kill me? Mm-hmm. So you can just imagine what some of these things was actually doing to our to mental kids. health. Yeah. Another example, I remember when I was growing up, there was this thing as well, um, where in, um, in some of the major markets in Accra, the capital of um, Ghana, uh, they said there were people going around, touching boys and then men. And that when they touch you, you might lose your male genitals. Mm-hmm. And it was very frightening. Yeah, for you and as I remember, a boy. As a boy. And I remember I used to go to the market with my mother a lot every Saturday. And because of that, I was scared. And my mother said, okay, you know, I understand that you're scared. Just stay at home. And then I'll go to the market and come back. Even whilst I stayed at home, I was still scared. Mm-hmm. What if I just step out and someone just, you know, touches me? And all this kind of thing was just a hoax. Yeah. But it wasn't real. Yeah, it was completely preposterous and so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But these are some of the things that happen in our society and we think it's funny. Yeah. But at the end, it might have a lot of, you know, negative effect on us. Another example is the masquerade thing. Yeah. Where during, I think it's normally during Christmas. They just appear on you and, and then just causing fear and panic. Of course, I'm not talking about the masquerade like event that happened in, in Takradi. In no, that's no, a that different one. thing. But when we're growing up, they used to just appear in our community and um, they were seen as punitive measures mm. for some Bad of us kids. yeah, who were very troublesome. So when they appear, they are like um, come and then maybe, you know, take Kwame away. Mm-hmm. And then there are times that we run and hide, hide beneath yeah, our beds and all that. We are scared. Yeah, there are times that you dream about them and all that. It could ignite serious, you know, mental health issues yeah, within us. But yes. we don't think about things like that. Yeah. And, and that, I can allude that to the um, childhood traumatic events. Mm. Yeah. Because in psychology, we say that the man is the father of the child. Okay. What the, does it mean? The, the things that you go through as a child, 
you grow up to become an adult and they affect you because it's still within your subconscious you mm -hmm. might not be thinking about it readily but it's still there hunting you in some way or the other mm -hmm. and that's why sometimes people who have been sexually abused have problems in their romantic relationships they don't get aroused or something because they're still troubled by that they are not thinking about it every day but mm -hmm. it's there yeah. you know and also back to the um social um, events or the social factors that can cause mental health. When you mentioned the maternal and child mortality, I just thought of this friend of yours yeah. who we lost recently. She was just going to the hospital to deliver her baby and she died. Mm. But the baby made it. And um, we think of the husband all the time. Because this was your, your they're young couple. Yeah. And you just lost your wife and now you have a baby and we see him. He's writing on social yeah, media all the time yeah. and we understand how he feels because mm -hmm. this was not something anybody prepares themselves for, mm -hmm. you know. And if I know he has the support and the, the um, family attention and everything that he needs. But imagine if he didn't, mm -hmm. he would find himself in places that would be really hard. Which yeah. will be detrimental for the kids as well. Yeah, yeah, and for the kids as well. So this is what we mean. And also with the political factors, we know there are some policies that are being made that is can affect your mental health. I mean, like the current thing in Ghana, the issue about the e-levy. Yeah. That alone is something else, you know. Because yeah. I think about those in the lower class. Mm -hmm. Just imagine someone who is a market woman or... Someone, a, trader. a trader, you know, and the person goes to the market, sells, and after that, they transfer their hard-earned money onto their mobile money wallet. And um, the next day, when they come back and they want to transact business with this amount, then the government says they'll tax 1.7% out of that. Mm -hmm. That's completely, you know, preposterous, and it's very burdensome. And it will definitely ignite stress yeah, in people yeah. like that, you know, because they don't have all it. all the time. Because, mm -hmm. you know, this is not something you even have, mm -hmm. but you're being charged for it. Exactly. And, and it's just too much. Mm -hmm. Another thing, so you mentioned earlier was unemployment. Yep. Imagine you're a graduate, you've gone to the university, you've learned really hard to graduate, you want to work... And there is no work for you. You can't put the skills that you've acquired to use. I have a lot of classmates from my bachelor's, even some who are like um, graduated as clinical psychologists, but they're not getting work in Ghana. And that's really hard. It makes you question yourself. Did I waste my time? Am I not good enough? Why am I not getting a job? And these are all triggers of mental health yeah. disorders. Or housing, for example. You are not getting accommodation. Or you go look at this apartment, you really like it, but you cannot afford it. You I, question yourself. I think recently on the news as well, the, where some students on campus, University of Ghana, um, were complaining about the lack of accommodation on campus. And it was yeah. really sad. You know? Myself, I had a similar issue in, in University of Ghana. My first year, I didn't have accommodation. Mm. I was staying with some friends on campus and... Oh my God, the things I had to go through just to stay there with them. It was really hard. We were, it was, we were four girls in a room that was meant for two girls. And we had to like share the bed. There were times we had to like sleep on the floor. And I mean, because you're staying with them, you have to go through things that you really don't want to, but you have to do things to please them. Mm -hmm. Like they can ask you if you're home, call you, if you're coming, bring, make a, they make a list for you, bring this and that and that and that and that because we need it in the room, you know? And if you were living on your own, nobody will put you through this. How can this even allow you to study mm. well enough mm. and to pass your exams when you have to go through some of these stresses? Another thing too is the standard of living mm -hmm. back home in Ghana. Electricity is off. You're not getting water in your home. Like... Fuel prices. Fuel prices are increasing all the time. And when that happens, it affects every Everything, single thing. Yeah. You know, imagine you're starting a business. Like, I just always think of those who have the um, cold stores where they sell like fish and mm -hmm. chicken and frozen products and the lights go off. This is somebody's business yep. that could actually collapse. Mm -hmm. Why would that not lead to mental health disorders? You know, and recently the banks closing down. And I remember one of the owners of the casino banks. So Ghanaians will know the person, uh, um, Mr. Kofi Amwabin. He was the owner of one of the banks. And he said the day that it was all over the news that his bank was being, you know, shut, shut down, down. He 
quickly called his psychologist and asked, can I book an appointment with you? Because I want to sit down with you and ask and know whether or not you think I'm sane enough. Mm-hmm. Because this whatever is happening is likely to trigger you know, a certain level of reaction within me. So I want to be sure. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, he can't afford such a service. Unfortunately, we do the not majority have... majority yeah, of people cannot afford know. a psychologist. And, and that's really troublesome. Mm. Yeah. So you find yourself at rock bottom, but you can't get any help. Yep. Yeah. The other thing too that is likely to cause mental health disorders in people are some personal choices people make. So sometimes mm-hmm. you unfortunately bring it upon yourself for example i'm I'm just going to be blunt in this point Mm -hmm. when you do narcotics Mm -hmm. we know the impacts of narcotics on the brain it messes up the neurochemicals in your brain the neurons get all you know messed Messed up up. and that can trigger some mental health disorders in people there are some who do it only once and their life changes forever. In psychology, we call that the diathesis stress model, where you have the biological predisposition to some mental health illness, and some stresses cause that. So maybe in your family, you guys actually have like a um, the likelihood to develop psychosis, for example, but you don't know. So you go smoke some narcotics, and then you trigger that. Mm. I know of a guy who was in high school at the secondary school in Ghana, he had the, should I say, the chance to smoke marijuana just once, once, and that changed his life forever. He developed substance-induced psychosis, and he hasn't recovered. He's still battling with it till today. He did it once, but you never know that you would react that way Mm. until you started or alcoholism as well. Mm. Drinking alcohol. There are some people who become addicted to alcohol just because they tried it once. Mm. Because it might be something in your family that you didn't know. You start it and you realize you can't stop. Mm. So for me, I always advocate for don't even start it. Mm-hmm. Don't do drugs. Don't drink alcohol. Don't do it. Because this is how you may set your life on a path where you cannot get back to normalcy anymore. So don't start it at all. You never know how your body is going to react. You never know how your brain is going to take it. And like we talk about COVID all the time. There are some people who have COVID and they show really mild symptoms of cold and flu and they recover two weeks. They are fine. There are some who also have COVID and they react really severely. Some even lose their lives because of COVID. So you never know how you're going to react until you actually get it. And it's the same with maybe using narcotics or alcohol. You never know how you are going to react to it when, until you start. So don't even start it. Maybe yours is the extreme cases where you cannot do anything about it. You develop a psychological disorder that it has to be on medication all your life. Mm-hmm. And these medications have really serious side effects that yeah. you don't want to start with. Mm-hmm. So please don't. Don't do it. And that's mommy's advice to you. <laughs> don't do it. Don't be peer pressured into it. Don't see people doing it and think it's cool to do it. Don't do it. No, it's not fun because the side effects might be too detrimental for you. So don't do it. Okay. Of course, the next um, bit as well as to factors that could also ignite uh, mental health issues um, Mm -hmm. within us Mm -hmm. is um, loneliness. Mm -hmm. And um, in saying this, I might sound like um, a broken record, but... I believe that our generation is one of the most loneliest generation um, in human history. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is if you had conversations with your parents. So, for example, when I was having conversations, I used to have conversations with my mom and even my grandma. Mm-hmm. They used to tell me about how they used to walk to the farm together when they were growing up. They used to walk to the stream to wash together they used to play outdoor games together which of course some of them we've inherited like their ludus their worries the their pilolo, pilolo and, all that. and things like you that. know the, the group sports exactly that's the word you know some of these things are actually group sports but if you look around right now all we have is individual you know sports yeah, where xbox xbox and games you know mm-hmm. but we don't have that group sports any longer and so for me um Looking at how our parents used to live their lives, it made them bond better. Mm-hmm. My mother used to t- tell me that growing up, um, if you had a problem, you knew that 
everybody else will partake in that problem and yeah, help you like solve it. Like the whole community will show up. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, just like the bees evolved to live in a hive, we as humans as well, we also evolved to live and be part of a group. Mm-hmm. So when that system or support system is unavailable, then that is when we find ourselves on those lonely paths mm-hmm. towards those, you know, dark moments. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really true. And you know, I say this all the time that as humans, we are social beings. Mm-hmm. We are made to live in a community with a group of people, with our own tribe. You know, that's how human beings were made. Mm-hmm. So if you want to live in isolation, then it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So that's why COVID, during COVID time, when the lockdown happened, a lot of people reported mental health sure. illnesses because yeah. we are not meant to live like in Alone, isolation. Yeah. No, it's, that's not how we are. So yeah, we are meant to live in a community, in a society, to interact with people. And that is why if you feel like you've been isolated from a group, like maybe I told this example all the time when I was with my friends in um, Sweden here at Lund University, when I felt like the girls were doing something and they never involved me. I felt isolated and that, that feeling, no one ever wants to feel like that. Like maybe at the workplace, your colleagues are doing something together, but nobody told you. You want them to tell you for you to decide whether you want to be part of it. But when you feel like you've been cut off, you've been isolated, it's the worst feeling ever. That's because as humans, we are not meant to be alone. We are not meant to be isolated. We are not meant to live just by ourselves. We have to be with a, be with a community, be with a group of people. Feel like we're a member of something. That, that's yeah. what I refer to as, of course, the, or you refer to us as well as the psychological need. Yeah. Just like we have physiological needs. needs. We it, have psychological needs, needs as, as well, well that need to be met. As so as if it's not being met then it takes us places. Mm. So yeah, that's definitely true. When mm. you feel lonely, it's it likely to... Yeah. And in Sweden, that's one of the most popular causes of mental health illnesses. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people complain of being lonely. Teenagers complain and the elderly, those are the two people that uh, two groups of people that are often affected by loneliness. And I think that was what even motivated me to go back to school to study clinical psychology because mm-hmm. I wanted to work with the youth, the adolescents, the teenagers, because I feel like they are the next generation. So if they are growing up lonely and maybe broken, then how does the future look like, you know? So that was when, that was seriously the motivation to go back to school, can come and help these young ones Mm. to grow up into well-stable adults. Mm. Yeah, okay. So the next thing as well that is likely to cause mental health illnesses or disorders in people is social media. Yes, social media. And we are talking about that again. Again. And um, of course, it's not like we have anything against social media. And just like we alluded to in our previous episode, we believe that social media has a lot of benefit associated to, you know, it. But um, there are certain things that it also does to us, which we always need to talk about. For me now, I believe that there are people out there who believe that they can buy or display their way out of sadness into a good life Mm -hmm. through social media through maybe the pictures and then the videos that they put out there. The reels. Exactly. Unfortunately, this is having a rippling effect on others as well who watch some of these pictures and feel pressured to feel like their life is also not good enough. They are not doing a lot of things in order to better their own life. Mm -hmm. And in extreme cases, it's also filling a lot of people with envy. You know, you see somebody and before you realize, you know, um, you are jealous of them and you go up down there beneath their comment section and write a lot of, you know, unpalatable things mm-hmm. regarding them. So that is what social media is also doing. And it is igniting a sense of mental health issues mm-hmm. in majority of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then a sense of resentment for mm-hmm. yourself because you see how maybe your classmates is doing so well, they're achieving so much. You look at yourself and you're like, what am I doing with my life? You judge yourself and that can lead you into a state of depression, mm. you know, and feeling anxious, anxiety, worrying about yourself because you see how someone is doing so well and you're asking yourself, am I ever going to achieve some of these things? And I know for us, it's a deliberate decision that we took not to post anything about our personal lives on our page because we don't want to give this sense like 
we are so happy <laughs> like we we are living our best lives like we've uh, we've made I mean, it we all have our own no, struggles we have in struggles life, you, know? you know but social media has been positioned such that people can only share their the Good high things. moments yeah. yeah so then you question yourself like this person is always having the high moments why am i having so many struggles but the the, the sad parts they don't show you the know, struggles they don't show i actually came to that realization when i first arrived in sweden mm-hmm. you know i was actually posting a lot of pictures you know here and there and then i was having a conversation with one of my friends mm-hmm. and then he was back home in Ghana mm-hmm. and he was struggling to even find a job. So we're having a conversation and he said, oh, his life is this and that. And I'm like, I'm actually going through the same thing. And he's like, no, oh, look no, at the pictures, pictures, pictures and, and all that. Yeah. I'm like, no, that is not true. It was just a picture. Yeah. But then I remember right after that conversation, I spoke to you and I'm like, you're never going to I'm post never again. going to do yeah. post again. Because and it's so for me, I know for others, they like posting. There's nothing That's wrong with fine. that. But yeah. for me, it's a personal decision and a conscious decision that I've taken. And I don't know to affect somebody's, you know, mental health. Yeah. So that, yeah, yeah. Because we don't want to put that pressure on them. Oh, you see somebody in a very happy relationship and then you ask yourself, am I even deserving of a good relationship? Mm-hmm. Look at this person. They have this courage. They have this. They have that. It's because I don't have. That's why, no, we don't want to ignite any self-doubts in somebody and yeah. get them into a state where, I mean, we don't want people to get there. We don't want to be the reason why sure. people get there. So, And that's a deliberate decision that yeah. we have taken. And for me, as a society, I also believe that we are looking for happiness in all the wrong places. Yeah. And just like um, junk food, will not make you physically healthy. Junk values will also not meet your psychological needs yeah, either. Very true. None of us would be on our sit bed and think about the number of followers that we had on social media or think about the, the number of likes that we had to a, a photo a that or yeah. stuff like that. No, what we think about are the moments that we shared with, you know, loved ones. And it's important for us to, you know, cherish and relish, you know, such moments mm-hmm. as compared to the pictures and then the videos that we, you know, put out there on social media. Yeah, yeah that's so true. And another thing that I've also noticed when it comes to the use of social media these days is when parents create like pages for their children, uh, especially like celebrity parents. Yeah, it's so unnecessary for me. And yeah, um, for it's me, very <laughs> troublesome. I feel like it's, it's too much. Myself, you know, I think social media in itself, it's a space that you need to build a lot of great for. So yeah. at this as kids, they don't have that, you know, great yet. And indeed, when they are, when they are kids and they put their pictures and stuff out there, um, because people see them as cute and stuff yeah. like that, they give them a lot of positive, you know, comment. But there'll come a time where people would change on social media mm-hmm. and start posting and judging and all that. How will such a kid or child take such comment? Yeah. You know, and what what would that do to their um, 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 mindset yeah, as well. As and well. for me, um, I say one thing, which is the fact that um, you, the parent, you are the one who is in the limelight. Allow the kid to be kid. Yeah. They didn't ask to be on social media. No. If they grow up and they want to do it, why That's not? That's them. But for all you know, they might want to, you know, apply another route. But we just put them there. And then before I realize, they grow up and then things start happening. Indeed, if we look around and we see... Um, those young ones who came to social media and um, enjoyed some stardom here and there. Look at what has happened in their lives. Yeah. It's either they have mental health issues, they, I mean, they, it's they, been hard. It's been hard it's on been them. Hard. Yeah. You know? So it's important for us to just absorb the kids away from that environment. Of course, when they grow and they want to be there, um, they can do it. It's mm-hmm. just like um, maybe someone who has a parent who is a musician. Mm-hmm. Of course, they see things and all that. Sometimes they grow and they also want to become a Do musician. Music, but yeah. by then, they would have been on eight of age and they would so have made that decision. decision. Yeah. But when it's like that, just, you just throw them into, you know, this wild waters. I don't know. It's, it's Sometimes too, it's... It's too trouble, trouble, yeah. problematic for me. Because I know very well that people can hide behind their screens and write all sorts of things and even we as adults it gets to us sometimes yeah, yeah. you know sometimes someone can write something and like you don't even know me yeah. and you could say this to me imagine your child and i know they might say like oh yeah we are the ones handling the accounts so the child doesn't see that but these kids go to school and some of the things that are happening in the parents life their other classmates are able to tell them that yeah. your mother is doing this your father is that 
So they themselves, they were here too. So don't think that you can absorb them of these comments because you are the one handling the page. I remember there was this page that I was following recently or some time back. It was these kids and I, I don't want to describe them because I'm sure a lot of people know them. So you'd know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But after some time, I stopped following the page. I just deleted. I unfollowed all their pages because I was like, let the kids be kids. Kids want to play. Kids want to grow and enjoy themselves. But now it's like too much. The parents are just putting too much on social media and that's too much. And the problem I have is just like you're saying, kids would have to play. Yeah. But now, because of social media, we're allowing these kids to also live a life of perfection. Yeah. Which is not right. Yeah. You know, yeah. they would have to make their own mistakes in life in order yeah. to learn from it. But now, because they are out there, they also need to watch it when they are out there. They also need to know how to play when they are in school yeah, because there because might be somebody watching. watching and all that. No, no it shouldn't be. it shouldn't be like that. You know? No. I feel like sometimes parents forget the roles that they have. Mm. There's this lady that I listen to all the time. Uh, super nanny joe frost she says parents have a duty the pps that's how she calls it their duty is to provide to protect and to support provide protect and support you creating a social media account for your child which of these three stuff is it attending to none of it so why do that for the kids Put them out there into this world where people come with their abusing and all their negative energy around your children. Is that how you want them to grow? That is not right. It's not right. Yeah. So we have to do more as parents. We mm. have to. Okay, so we have been going through what some of the causes of mental health disorders are. And we are going to run you through these points again. So first of all, we talked about the role of genes and your genetic predisposition to some of these mental health illnesses. We also talked about some stressful events that, that can cause mental health illnesses in people, which we talked about childhood trauma, such as abuse and neglect during childhood, the loss of a loved one or a bad breakup. We also talked about the social, cultural, economic, political, and environmental factors that can cause mental health disorders. We also went through some personal choices that you make that may cause mental health disorders for you, such as the use of narcotics or alcohol, and also loneliness as one of the major causes of mental health disorders. And the last thing we talked about was social media and how it can impact your mental health. So we have been talking so much about mental health, what some of the types of mental health disorders are and some of the causes as well. We still have a lot more to talk about with regards to this topic, but for the sake of time, we cannot do it in today's episode. So join us in the next episode next week where we talk about some of the things you can do to improve your mental health. So join us in that episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we hope you enjoyed today's discussion. We hope you've learned a thing or two from the discussion. We want to keep the topic of mental health still relevant to make it more easy for people to talk about it and to make information accessible to people. Feel free to let us know what your impressions were on today's discussion. Send us your comments or if you have any question, send it to our Instagram page, DOA underscore immigrants. And we'll be glad to respond to them. And if you found this conversation interesting, share it with your friends and loved ones. And as usual, it's going to mean so much to us if you subscribe to us, if you follow us on our listening platforms, give us a rating on Apple Podcast. And until next time, hey, door. Bye.